Well, let's open our Bibles today and let's look at some more stuff. Amen. Let's look at uh, Genesis 1. Think we'll make it to Revelation? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I've been, I was uh, looking at some things last night. I actually was, uh, you know, we text a lot. and We're in this generation texting and emails and things like that. And, and it really is a different form of communication because you have to guess many times what the person texting you saying. Not that it's not on there, but you're seeing it, but you don't know their heart. So you're seeing words, but you don't know their heart. They could be saying, I'll get out of here, and put that in a text, and you'd say, well, they want me out of here. They said, get out of here. You don't know, because you don't know their heart. You have to know the heart of the person texting before you'll know the text. Right? I mean, what if somebody texted you, aloha? <laughs> are they saying hello or are they saying goodbye? <laughs> you know, you, you don't know because it means the same thing. But you don't know their heart because you're not seeing the person. And so your vision at that time is going to decide what you think about the situation or the circumstance. And so many times that's what we've decided. Our seeing has been our biggest problem in our communication. People say, well, isn't it what you say? That's been your biggest problem? No, because many times you say something because you saw something. Right? Think about God. Here we are in, in Genesis 1, verse 10. Genesis 1, verse 10. God had created, you know, He created the dry and the earth and gathered the waters all together. And God saw it was good. And it said God saw it was good. And everybody says God saw what He said. But what God saw was what He saw before He said it. Right? God had the vision before He said it, and then He saw what He saw before He said it. Man, you know right now we're going to get in some good English today, aren't we? Uh-huh. Yes, indeed We know it. But God sees, God has a vision, and we're created in the same image as God. So what we say, many times we have seen before we said it. Right? In other words, if you text, you know the heart you're texting from. Right? And when it gets on paper, you're like, yep, that's exactly what I meant. But then you get it to somebody else, and they're like, well, they're, I don't know if they're saying hello or goodbye. It's just aloha. Are they telling me they're leaving? Or are they telling me they're coming? Because I either have to prepare dinner or throw it away. Right? You know, because you got to know the heart. And see, so many times, that's the thing that has sidetracked our faith. That's the thing that has sidetracked people's belief in God. Amen? Because they believe in the God they see in the Word of God. Right? <laughs> Think about this. We're created in His image. Okay. Go to Genesis 11. <laughs> Go to Genesis 11. And look at the Tower of Babel. I've got it right here, so I don't have to look it up. Genesis 11, verse 1. It says, The whole earth was of one language and one speech. Okay, so not only did they speak the same way, they spoke the same thing. In other words, they had the same language, like 
in here we've got hillbilly and we've got eastern and we got you know we got all kinds of languages and sometimes you say what what did he just say you know but there they had one language and one speech they not only spoke the same language they spoke the same thing in other words when they spoke the vision from their heart went to the other person's head and heart and they saw exactly not maybe but exactly what that person was imagining Right? Unfortunately, they were imagining evil all the time. Right? Isn't that what it said later? Yeah, it said the whole earth was of one speech, and there, but there was a problem, and, and they, were, they were imagining evil. And they had decided to make bricks and build a tower that would reach up to heaven and make a name for themselves. In other words, they wanted to do the same thing that the devil wanted to do, exalt themselves above the Most High God. Right? And they had been created in the image of God. So the things that they saw and said, they could see again. Right? That's what he's saying here. Yeah, sounds a little dangerous to me too, especially since they're thinking evil. Right? So God said, huh-uh. He said, no. He said, we can't have this. In verse 6, the Lord said, behold, the people is one. What's he saying? He's not saying they just have the same language. We all have the same language and misunderstand each other all the time. He's saying there's no misunderstandings between them. Think about when that happens for the church. Amen. Ooh. That, they all figured out God's good, and they don't, none of them misunderstand each other. Hmm. They believe God heals you, and they all believe it exactly the same. And they speak it the way they believe it, and they see it the way I wrote it. Or the way I, God said it, I mean. Amen? Glory to God. Power. What If these guys were going to have the power to do what they imagined, and they were going to exalt themselves above God, how much more power do we have when we're going to think good? Right? And, and, right? It's a good thing. And he said they're all of one language, and this they begin to do. Now, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. In other words, whatever vision they get in their heart, they have the ability to communicate it to one another and get in agreement with everyone and make it happen. How many know today that would take, like, that would be the water into wine deal right there. That would be a miracle, right? We can't even get happy about the air conditioner setting, right? Everything got to be a deal, you know? I had uh, somebody say, well, I got this, and that's not what I paid for, and I'm going to get this. I'm like, what if you just didn't make it a deal? <laughs> Off the subject, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, people are complaining all the time because of miscommunications, right? So if they got the wrong thing, did the person just do a bad job or did they not communicate well? Right? Or maybe they were rude and the person got them the wrong thing because they were mad at them. It could happen. I'm not saying I've ever done that, but 
I'm starting to imagine things, and I've got to stop that because... <clears throat> he said nothing would be restrained from them that they imagined to do. And so here's the answer. He said, let us go down and we'll confound their language. What's he saying? He's not only saying that we'll make them speak different languages. They will no longer communicate. They will no longer have one speech. Not only will they not have one language, they'll no longer have one speech. Why? Because everything they devised in their heart was evil. It says they'll not have one language and they'll not be able to understand one, one another's speech. Why do you do that? Because they were devising evil and they were going to make it happen. What if we flip that around and we're devising good? Huh? Because if it works the wrong way, it for sure works the right way. Right? Because God is who put the law in place. That's why it worked for them. It was, God is who put the law in place. And so God, and then the next verse it says, and they were scattered. So it doesn't just say that they started speaking different. He didn't say, well, now you can't live here because you don't speak the same language. They were scattered because the lack of understanding one another causes division. That's why they were scattered. And so when they began not to understand what one another were saying, they began to be scattered. What happens in the church? We start with one church. And then there's a misunderstanding. And so now we got two churches. And then there's two misunderstandings in both churches. And now we got five churches. And now there's some misunderstanding there. And we got six billion churches all over the earth. And every one of them are explaining God's Word differently. Hmm. What if they just saw what God meant? What if their vision was just God's vision? What if our faith was based in God's vision for us? Amen? You know, a lot of times people, they'll say, well, they'll say, well, I, you know, I believe God's this way or this way. What they believe about God is how they read His Word. In other words, if you believe God's hard and mean, or if you even believe He has the ability to be hard and mean, there will be places in His Word where you'll read Him hard and mean. Right? You'll, you'll see Jesus, and you'll, you'll see Him yelling at people. You know? And, and sometimes He did yell at people. I think He yelled pretty loud at the ones He chased out of the temple. Right? But I think when He said, Oh, ye of little faith. And, and you know, maybe I'm too mild-mannered, but I think He said, Oh, ye of little faith. Don't doubt. Why'd you doubt? He didn't say, Why'd you doubt? I don't think he was an angry Jesus. And I don't think he's a hard God. And I don't think he's a hard father. Right? I yell at my daughter from time to time. But it's usually when she's about to step off the edge. Right? Not just because she made me mad. Not saying I haven't yelled at her because she made me mad. <laughs> but most of the time, it's, hey, Rams, don't do that. Rams, stop. Rams, Rams, stop. Rams! <laughs> Why? Because she's about to step off the edge. I'm not mad, <laughs> right? It's just a different inflection of my voice. Right? And, and, and there's an urgency that needs to be taken care of. And I believe that of God. I believe the small, still voice was spoken many, many times before the loud voice ever had to be heard. 
right? And, and because He's a good Father. He's not looking to get you to do things out of fear. He's looking to get you to be things out of faith. Amen? And people who serve Him, they say, well, you gotta, you got to tithe. Whew. you got to give God that money or else He won't take care of you. <laughs> no. You get to tithe and He gets to bless you because you do. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good God. And see, at this point in the, in, the, in the earth, you know, nobody was listening to Him and they were only thinking of their own ways and now they're scattered. And really nobody heard much from Him. You get outside of Abraham for, for a while after that, right? But then there was one guy called Moses. Look at, look at Exodus 33, 11. And it says in Exodus 33:11, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. That's the NIV version. Right? And it says in the Psalm in Psalm 103 that Moses knew God's ways. What's it, what are they saying? They're saying God Moses saw the vision of God and knew exactly what God was saying. Amen. And Moses carried that vision. Right? And so he carried that vision. And there were two guys with him that didn't hear from God, but they believed the vision, Joshua and Caleb, right? Had two guys that believed him. And later on they proved it out in their faith, right? They went in, God, God sent spies into the land in Numbers, right? Numbers 13. He said, go spy it out. We know the story, right? And he said, go spy it out. And he'd already given Moses, Moses' vision. What did he say? He said, I'm taking you into a land that, that flows with milk and honey. No enemy will be able to stand against you. This is yours. I'm taking you there, and you're going to have it. The, you, this people will have this land. This is the Word of God. Right? And, and he gave Moses the vision of the land. Right? And the vision of how to get there, the vision of everything to do all the way. Amen? And so Joshua and Caleb, they followed that vision. But there was 12 of them. And they went in there and they spied it out. And guess what? It was exactly, exactly the way God showed Moses. Why? Because God's vision's perfect. If He says this is the way it's going to be, if it wasn't that way before He said it, it's getting ready to be that way. Amen? If He said this is the land that flows with milk and honey, and all of a sudden there was no milk and no honey... There would be milk and there would be honey because he said so. Right? And so this is what they saw and they found it, man. They get grapes and they have to get two of them and carry them on a stick. They're, they're, they're so big and they're carrying them around and, and they all get back to the camp and they say, Whew, it's just exactly like you said. It is truly the land flowing with milk and honey. And, and then all of a sudden they said, but... But, what verse was that in? Numbers 13, 28. But, put it up on the but. <laughs> uh, I guess it must be in the NIV. Try NIV. But, there it is. But, nevertheless. See, here we just say but. If you ever say, nevertheless, we're going to do it this way. No, but, this is the way we're going to do it. But the people... But the people, what, what are they saying? The, their vision just changed. The, they, they, they went from look at the land to look at the people. Right? 
Now, now Moses told them, they say, he said, check the people out, check the walls out. Why? Because we're going to take it, so we just need to know how we're going to take it. But he didn't tell them to check it out so they could see whether we could take it, right? We've talked about that before. And, uh, but they said, but we, the people who live there, powerful. What are they seeing? They're seeing a whole different vision than God showed Moses. This is, this is now become division, right? Division. Well, how do we know? Because they're going off a whole different way. There's a whole other denomination, the, the We See Giants denomination is getting ready to start up, <laughs> Right? And and the we can take it denominations over here with Moses, right? And so we got a whole new denomination starting up right here. But why? Because vision change. You you take your eyes off God and off what He said, and you will now see things a whole different way. And you are no longer communicating with the Father because your communication has been broken because you can't see what He's saying, right? And, and so they, they, all of a sudden, they're, they're back. To, and it says that they didn't know God. That's why they were following Moses. They only knew what God could do. Moses knew who God was. Yeah. Amen? And they're like, ah, oh, it's powerful. Cities fortified, big old walls. Man, huge walls. Yeah, and the, and the descendants, descendants of Anak are there. I don't know who Anak is, but he must have been a bad dude because one guy scared all these people away. His descendants are there. You know, it was like that for me in high school. My older brother was kind of mean. And because he was, I never got picked on. That must be what happened to these people. Anak's people, man, they must have been, yeah, that must have been all right for them. Yeah, we saw Anak, Anak there. What's in 30, 29? Verse 29? And the Amalekites, they're, they're in the Negev. And the Hittites and the Jebusites and the We're Scaredy Cats. and They all live in the hill country. What are they doing? They're casting their own vision. They're now casting their own vision. And not only are they casting it what they're seeing, they're showing other people what they see. And they're saying, believe us. Believe us. How many times that happened in church? Well, I know the pastor said this, but this is why it is. Hey, it ain't time to preach against the pastor. That ain't okay. <laughs> if you disagree, <laughs> you don't preach against the pastor. Right? People say, well, what if he's wrong? What if he is? Is it your job? Did, did, God, did God say, hey, I've anointed you to sit in that chair and I want you to criticize the things that are wrong? No. What is it that Brother Hagin said? We at least need to be smart as a cow, right? Eat the hay, spit out the sticks. If I get you any sticks today, don't choke on them. Spit them out and love me. All right? Glory to God. We're not looking for any new doctrines or new denominations. We're looking for the goodness of God. And if it ain't good, it ain't God. And I'm not going to tell God it's Him. Right? I want to communicate with my Father. And I want to know Him 
in the power of his resurrection, in his love. Amen? And so, you know, they're, they're, they go on all this. Where were we in verse 29? And, uh, you know, basically we just can't. They're, they are now of the all things are impossible camp. <laughs> and Caleb stands up. What verse does he stand up? Right there. Look at that. He says, oh, stop. He says, before Moses, and he said, we should go up and take possession of this land. Why does Caleb think this is so certain? God didn't talk face-to-face to Caleb. He talked face-to-face to Moses. But Caleb got a hold of the vision that God gave Moses. And because of that vision and because his eyes were fixed on that vision, his faith was strong in what God had said, much stronger than what they saw. Because he saw the same giants. He was in the same land. But the picture he saw was, you're going down, brothers. Right? I mean, think about this. How many people had a see and say? A see where you pull the string and it says, cow, moo, moo. <laughs> right? And you pull the string again, it says, dog, woof, woof. You got people that if you pointed it to God and pulled it, they'd say, God, boom, boom. God, make you sick. Right? God, he's no, he won't help you. God, sometimes he does, sometimes he don't. These people pulled the sea and say, and they said, land of milk and honey, giants. Land of milk and honey, Anak. Land of milk and honey, Amalekites, Jebusites, land of milk and honey. Their see and say was so messed up, and they seed and they saved. Amen? And Caleb comes along, and his see and say, and Joshua's see and say, was just like Moses. He pulled it and said, land, ours. Giants, we can take them. Anak, we beat him before, we'll beat him again. Amalekites, we're, we can do this. God says it. His see and say was working perfect. And what was he doing? He saw the vision and he said and believed what the vision said. Amen? And his faith stayed strong. Amen? <laughs> we got a spiritual see and say. Right? Why? Because we always say what we see. They didn't see anything different except for God's vision was before their eyes. The other people saw defeat and loss. And they saw what God said. And you know what God said? He said what He saw, and He said what He saw before He said it. Just the same way He did when He created the earth. The word was as strong when he said, you can take this land, I'm giving it to you, as it was when he said, light be. Same word. <laughs> Amen. He's a good God. He's a good God. Fortified, fortified walls. We'll take them. Right? <laughs> when you check your see and say out every now and then, okay? Look at your situation. Say, bills, oh, I don't have enough money. Bills, I don't know how I'm going to pay them. (laughs) Job, I don't got one. (laughs) That ain't what God says. God says, I'll meet all your needs according to His riches and glory. Amen? (laughs) I I, I triumph at all times, right? We serve a good God. Pull the right string. You get out the other C and say. If If you get a C and say saying all that junk, throw it away. 
You guys do remember what a C and say was, right? I think they still make them. You know, they go to Bumblebee. You had them all. Rooster, cockadoodle-doo, right? Well, we, we got the spiritual C and say going this morning. Look at Matthew 14. Jesus came, and he was the perfect image of God. And so as he was here, he presented the perfect image of God. So he was a vision of the Father. So if you looked at him, you saw the Father. Even if you didn't know you were seeing the Father, that's still who you were seeing. Amen? And for those who would have faith in him, they could have. Wow, them bugs are dying. Yeah. Be happy because it's probably wasps. They like to come in. Maybe they want to hear the word. No. <laughs> I don't think so. Got no, got no use for wasps. Matthew 14 and 26. This is the account of, of uh, Peter walking on the water. People say, well, what's that got to do with seeing? It has everything to do with seeing. It has everything to do with seeing. It even starts out in verse 26 with them seeing. It says, when the disciples saw him walking on the seas, they were troubled. Why? This is what they saw. <laughs> There's something walking on the sea. Now, I don't know if they had seen a bunch of ghosts before this or what. Now, see, I've been on the lake and I've been on water all, and I've never seen a ghost walk across the water. But apparently they had because the minute they saw him walking across the water, they envisioned a spirit. Right? You know, I don't know if they'd been watching too much Scooby-Doo or what. But... They envisioned a spirit. I mean, I don't know if that was commonplace back in that day or what. But, it, you know, it's a spirit walking across the water. What, what were they doing? They were reacting to what they saw. Immediately the communication with, inside them communicated fear. And fear drew a picture. Right? Same thing that happens to me and you. If we let fear draw the picture, we stop believing God. Right? So, verse 27, Jesus scribbled out that picture. Straightway, Jesus spoke to him and said, Be of good cheer. It's, it's I. Be not afraid. What's he saying? Quit being afraid and drawing wrong pictures. He said, You're painting wrong. <laughs> right? He said, You're thinking wrong. You're seeing the wrong vision. Quit being afraid. Fear always paints the wrong picture. If you are in fear over your bills, over your doctor, over your, whatever you're in fear about, it's, you, it's because you have the wrong picture in your head. Right? You need to repaint. If you're, if you're in fear, well, wonder if I'll get healed or not. No, you will get healed. Right? The Word of God says you will. You will make it through. The Word of God says you will. Get in the book. Get a new vision. Amen? Find the Word and let Him paint the picture. Amen? His pictures are always right. And you don't want to build that tower you're about to build with your fear. Because you will build it. Anybody ever built a tower out of fear? <laughs> huh? Yeah, you have. Right? You'll still sit there and you'll think about something and say, ah, that bill's not due till Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't have any money, though. I wonder how I'm going to do that. Gosh, they'll probably want my house. Take my car. 
man, what if I have to do bankruptcy? You know, that, that bill is 50 bucks. <laughs> everybody says, well, 50 bucks, they wouldn't think that. Yes, by the time they're done, that's exactly how they're thinking. Why? Because the devil in their own mind are painting this image of something that's totally opposite of what God has for them. Amen? Well, what about this one? You can't be saved. Look at everything you've done wrong. Oh, look at that sin. You've never known Jesus in your whole life. Right? Oh, I don't. I'm a bad person. And all of a sudden, you've got yourself painted with a black hat and an old rough beard, and you are now the bad guy. And you got people say, oh, I'm just the black sheep. I ain't no black sheep. If I am, God likes black sheep. <laughs> Amen? And there ain't no sin further that goes further than grace. Amen? We've got to quit letting things paint pictures that ought not paint them. Amen? Jesus came and He said, don't be afraid, it's me. It's me. So immediately... <laughs> Peter's like, wait a second, I think that is Jesus. Verse 28. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come out on the water. What's he saying? He said, I know you, and if you can do it, I can do it. Through you. Why? Because Peter has an image of the God that says, I can do all things. Right? And, and Jesus was there, and he walked with Jesus, and he began to know Jesus' heart. Amen? And he began to see the way Jesus taught. And he said, Lord, if that's you, you bid me to come out there. He's got the perfect image in his head right now. Why? If it's Jesus, I can do it. That's the image we want to have for our faith. If it's Jesus, I can do it. If it's God, I can do it. It doesn't matter how hard it looks. I can do it. Amen? If it's God, we can Amen? And Peter said, bid me to come. Verse 29. <laughs> Jesus said, well, it is me. Well, come. And Peter, looking at Jesus, stepped out and walked on the water to go to Jesus. Got the image. I can do all things through that man right there, through Christ. I can do this. And he's walking to Jesus. i got to imagine he's smiling because he said, I'm walking on water. <laughs> he's looking at Jesus. And he, why? Because his vision is perfect right now. When your vision is that way, you can do things that are unimaginable to you. Right? But he imagined that he could. Right? He's now doing what he imagined he could do if Jesus told him he could. Right? Verse 30. But then he saw something different. Uh-oh. His communication, his phone line's getting ready to get cut. Communication cutter, right there. Why? When you see something different than what the picture you had, you're getting ready to go down. Right? That's why God said, keep, keep my word before your eyes. Keep it in the midst of your heart. Right? What's he saying? This is what you need to keep your focus. This is what you need to keep your vision. My word is your vision. Amen? And he, he saw the wind, and he, and he was afraid again. He went back from afraid, faith, afraid. Anybody ever done that? Yeah, absolutely. I've done it. Okay, you guys have not done it, but I've done it. I've went from afraid to I can do this to, ooh, I don't know. And then I've went to 
<laughs> beginning to sink. Save me, Lord! <laughs> Why? Because His perfect vision was God's merciful. And even when He messed up, and even when He was about to go down, He didn't stop right there. He didn't say, Oh, I'm, I've blown it again. My faith is worthless. I, forget me. Let me drown. I might as well just drown. I can't do this thing. This faith thing is beyond me. No. He said, Lord, save me. Why? Because his vision of Jesus was his vision of God. And his vision was God was a merciful God. Amen? And, and what happened? He got his vision. He got saved. Amen? That's the God we serve. That's the God we serve. That's where our faith is grounded. It's in, grounded in our vision of God. If your vision of God is skewed, your faith will be skewed. Right? What you believe about God and His love, right, is what you believe. If you believe God is hard, mean, sometimes He will, sometimes He won't, God, that's exactly what you're getting. It's not how He is, though. Right? Remember we talked about the guy with one talent last week? Right? And he didn't get nothing. Why? Because he believed... The master was evil, right? And so he did the things that evil required. Nothing. Right? You guys still with me? Cow, moo, moo. Rooster, cockadoodle, do. <laughs> what did Peter remember at the end? He remembered God loves me. No matter who, what, when, God loves me. Always remember that the most, Right? Because that's the first vision you want to have of God. And it's the last vision you want to have of God. Amen? It'll take you every place you need to go. Think about the boy. His dad brought him to the disciples. What is it? Mark Mark 9. His dad brought him to the disciples. Deaf and dumb spirit. Throws him around all the time. And he says, healing. And the disciples obviously couldn't. All right? Mark 9, 17, I think. Where is it? Let's look. Yeah, 9, 17. That says the multitude answered, and then Jesus comes down now, and the multitude, there's a big thing going on because they're trying to get this boy healed. And uh, he says this, the multitude answered and said, one of the multitude, the father, said, Master, I've brought my son, which have a dumb spirit. That's a pretty good analogy of the spirit too, isn't it? He wasn't just able to talk. That was a dumb spirit. He was really dumb that day because he was messing with the Lord. Amen? He's got a dumb spirit, 18. And wheresoever he taketh him, what's he doing? He's painting him a picture. He's telling Jesus what this is all like because this is bad. You may have seen a lot of things, Jesus, but you ain't seen this. Okay? So Dad's going dad's gonna to sidetrack Jesus' faith right away. You look a little confident. Let me just tell you about my son. Okay? He tears himself. He foams at the mouth. He gnashes with his teeth. He pineth away. And I ask your disciples. This is how bad it is, Jesus. All this is going on. I ask your disciples. And they couldn't cast him out. <laughs> What's he doing? He's painting them a picture. He probably painted the same picture for the disciples when they got there. How many know when you walk in to pray for somebody... You don't want to hear the story. You don't want to hear the doctor's report. You don't want to hear how big their bill is. 
<laughs> you don't. People say, well, I just need to tell you my problem. I need to vent. No, vent. At, tell me the testimony when we're done. Let's not vent right now. Right? Why? Because they're painting a picture you don't need to see. You already have a picture before you walk in of Jesus. You've got a picture of 1 Peter 2.24, that by whose stripes ye were healed. You've got picture already. You don't need a new vision. You've got the vision. Amen? Amen? And so, man, he, he's going on. He said, and I spake with your disciples. They couldn't do it. Verse 19. And he answered him and said, oh, faithless. And see, this is where I think people think Jesus was mean. They say, you faithless generation. See, I don't believe Jesus did that. Oh, faithless generation. I believe, I believe it bothered him. It didn't, it, yeah, it does make you mad sometimes when it bothers you. But you know what? Most of the time, if you're mean to people, they run away. They don't want to hear your next sentence. You know, you say, you're just, you're just faithless. They don't hear the next thing you say. Why? Because there's no love. Jesus was love. And the things He said were in love. And He was kind. And I do believe He said, oh, faithless generation. But, you know, that's why He was there for the faithless generation. Because He so loved, He was here for the faithless generation. He said, how long shall I be with you? How long, how long shall I suffer you? How long, shall, how, long, how long will I put up with you? He knew the answer to that forever. Bring him unto me. What's he saying? Bring him unto me. In other words, the father's description didn't bother me a bit. Bring him unto me. Verse 20. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straightway. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? The minute he brought him unto Jesus, spirit throws a fit. Why? He's trying. The devil is. This is his game. Let me give you a new image. This is the devil's game. He, he, didn't, he didn't just bring him there and the boy standing there with foam out of his mouth and had, just had been done with, a, with an episode. He brought him there and a whole new episode starts. Why? Because the devil's trying to scare Jesus. Right? He said, straightway, the spirit tear him. He fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. Jesus went, ooh, Wow. You're right. I had didn't realize it was this bad. Wow. Man, what are we going to do? Whew. No. Verse 21. And he asked his father. He's like, this kid's over here tearing himself. He's, How long has he been this way? And the people are probably sitting there thinking, why do you care how long he's been this way? Can you do something? Right? He's tearing himself. Jesus is not afraid. Why? He already knows what's going to happen. He has perfect vision. Right? What he sees there is not changing what he already has seen. Amen? I mean, what if God would have walked out and he said, You know, I see light. And he walked out, and there was the earth, without form, void, and darkness was upon it. Ooh. <laughs> he didn't. He, what am I going to do with that? 
I know I got this light thing over here in this part of the brain, but I'm not sure about it now. It's dark and void. Oof. He didn't change his vision one bit. He said, light be. And light was. Why? Because light's what he saw. And he had what he saw. Amen? Jesus was the same person. He's like, devil? Okay. How long has he been this way? Or how long is it ago since he came to him? And he said of a child. There we go. Boy, King James. Whew. Yeah, in other words, he's been this way a long time. <laughs> Let's go with the Dave version. He has been this way a very long time. Yeah, verse 22. Off. Oh, wait, you don't have a big enough picture. I know you're watching him sit there tearing himself, foam at the mouth, rolling around. But he even sometimes throws himself into the fire and into water. He's a danger to himself and others, Jesus. This is bigger than you. Have I painted a dim enough picture yet to sidetrack your faith? No. He said it, it throws him water to destroy him. But if you can do something, but if you can do something, can you imagine? That's, sometimes we do that, guys, and we don't even realize it. We're saying, God, if you can do anything, just help me. What do you mean if he can do anything? <laughs> Anybody done that? Okay, don't, I have done that. <laughs> Lord, I just need your help. I don't know what you can do. What do you mean you don't know what He can do? Did you read the Bible today? He can do all things. <laughs> That's what we should all say. We should say with this guy, help me, Lord. <laughs> he said, if you can do something, and then he mentioned the right word, have love on us. Have compassion towards us. And help. And what did Jesus say? He said... If thou can believe, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. What's Jesus saying? He said, oh, let me open the door for you. Let me, give, let me give God a foothold here. Let me open the door for you. And he opens it up and says, all things are possible if you can believe. Verse 24. Straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. What's he saying? I believe what you just said. Now help me believe. <laughs> I believe all things possible to him believes. Help me believe. Right? You guys have all said that. I've said it. Okay, none of you have said that. I have said that. Lord, I know it's possible with you. Help my unbelief. <laughs> 25. Compassion's at work. And when Jesus saw the people coming, he didn't want a bunch of people over there. This isn't a show. It's about a boy's life. Amen? He said to him that had the dumb and deaf spirit, I charge you, come out of him and, and enter him no more. And what happened? Spirit rent him sore and came out of him. Why? That's what Jesus saw before the whole thing started. He said what he saw, and he had what he said. Amen? Right? When our vision doesn't change, the end result is always the same. Amen? God's Word is settled forever in heaven. It's settled. In other words, your or mine not believing it doesn't make it untrue. And see, people have forever decided that because they didn't experience it, it's not true, or they change it. 
Well, because I've experienced this, this is the way I believe God is. It's not the way God is. God is the way the book says He is. And what you're doing is you're forming an image of God that is going to keep Him from being able to do things for you that He's longed to do. Our image of the Father must stay firm in love because it's who and what He is. Amen? And if He does it, He does it in love. And we must not allow our traditions and our lack of communication to change what we know is true about Him. What we want to do is begin to make our speech His speech. Our words, His words. Amen? If God says it's, it's possible for Him that believes, then it's possible for me who believes. If God says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, then I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If God says He'll meet my needs, then it's His word. And that's the vision I see. What do I see? I see my body healed. I see I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I see me the way He sees me. Victorious. He always causes us to triumph. Amen? We don't get sidetracked by the the wind. We don't get sidetracked by the devil jumping around and throwing himself in the fire. It doesn't matter if they say, oh, the nation this or the nation that. We're not serving the nation. We're serving the Most High God who created the nation. Amen? And we don't have to bow our knee to the circumstances. We don't have to sink to the wind. When the doctor has the bad report... God has the better. I mean, we're, we're almost like we don't get a choice. Well, this is what the doctor said. I know God said this, but... But what? Anik lives there and there's giants and the walls are for No, God's Word says we can take it. I don't care what the doctor said to you today. I don't care what he says to you tomorrow. I love the doctors. They're going for the same thing we are. They want people well. But their report is not greater than His. Amen? Amen. If you need healing in your body, grab hold of the vision of Jesus Christ that says, by whose stripes ye were healed. Amen? Amen? The devil has spent too much time painting on our canvas. And he's not even good at it. It's like, Finger painter or something. It's time for him to stop. It's time for us to grab hold of the vision that God put in us through Jesus Christ. We are new creatures through him. We have a mind that can be renewed day by day. We don't have to have the same vision of God that we had yesterday. We can have a better image of him. We can know better and more about him every day. It says in his word, what's it say in Ephesians? Let's look at that. We'll close with that. Ephesians. Look how many, look how many I didn't get to. I've even got them pretty and color coded. We got blue and pink, and we were going to get to green, but no, no, we didn't get there. No. Ephesians 1:18. It says, "This is what this is what Paul prayed. He said that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know the hope of your of, your, of his calling and what the riches of his glory." The riches of, of the glory of his inheritance for you. 
What's he saying for the saints? What's he saying? I want you to see every day. I want you to understand more and more who God is, who He's made you to be, and what His Word says about you, and what the picture He's painted of you. On His refrigerator, man, He's got a wall of all His kids. Right? And you're on there. And He didn't paint you sick, and He didn't paint you poor, and He didn't paint you going to hell, and He didn't paint you sick. or de- he's, He didn't paint that stuff. He painted you well and healed and saved and prosperous and happy and full of peace and full of joy. And He looks at you and said, That's my kid. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. We serve a good God, don't we? He has painted us a picture to look at every day of our lives. If we'll wake up in His Word, if we'll wake up in in John 3.16 and say, For God so loved me. I mean, that's a good vision to open with, isn't it? For God so loved Dave that He sent Jesus, gave Jesus for him so that he could have all things good. Hallelujah. Start with that vision and then go to all the other good visions that he has that you can do all things. It doesn't matter. You can walk out your door and say, it doesn't matter what comes up today. I can do it. Right? And I believe. Why? Because I see the Father and I see the vision of my life in the Father. Amen? Glory to God. You got a song? Sing it. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord.